podcast it's no worries if not hello everyone my name is aaron you're like hey uh maybe take your headphones off i'm about to scream this i'm like what are you about to scream that was good i feel like i nailed the did i nail the notes yeah you said i might have to redo this and i don't think you do no i was like i either have to i just do it you know or i try to go for the real octave and andrew's like i don't know what you're saying you're a regular john fogarty i am i get get fogged up yep Oh, what's your name? Um, I am Andrew. Oh, is hello, Andrew. Good to meet Andrew you. Andrew Stanley is my name, and welcome to No Worries If Not. If you're listening to this, it's not really a music podcast. We just kind of start out with a fun little note of music. Just a nice little banger up top. Yeah, and absolutely. Andrew, why do you think we picked that song? Well, I think it has a lot to do with our guest. Whoa, foreshadowing. It's another baseball-themed episode. MLB playoffs are going on right now. The Braves, as we finish, as we started recording this, the Braves just lost excruciatingly to the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're in foul moods, yeah, over here. But I it feel is awful. Yeah, I know. We <laughs> you look awful. Thank you. Um, it's crazy. It's like you knew we were going to lose because you looked the same one weeks before the game. Started. All right, easy. Um, uh, it is the season for baseball, and thankfully, our friend, mostly Aaron's friend, uh, but now kind of my, my friend, yeah, too, um, Colin McHugh. Pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays, freshly eliminated from the playoffs, joined us for this episode. Yeah, huge shout out to Colin for losing in the first round of the playoffs so he could do the podcast. I think that's why they lost. He was just determined to get here and record with the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's great. Colin is a, what, 10-year Major League veteran, something like that? He gets around. He gets around. Been on five teams. We talk about all that. Super insightful. He's a advocate for minor league baseball, and he's just... He's the best. Um, so we'll talk about it. Listen to it if you're a baseball fan or not. I think there's something for everybody. Yeah. We mansplain all the baseball stuff. We do. That's so, what that's what everyone loves. It'll be fine. But uh, before we get into that, we got to pay the bills. Aaron, hit us with that ad. Sure. Childbirth. Sure is wonderful, huh? I love it. Sometimes I'll randomly go down to the hospital pretending to be a new father and walk into the maternity ward. I stand there just looking through that window at all the new little babies laying in their mangers. They're crying. I'm weeping uncontrollably. Parents ask, which one is yours? And I say, that's a violation of my HIPAA rights. You can't ask that. (laughs) Then I go back to crying, increasing my volume every time a nurse comes to take one of the babies. No, not that one. That was the best one. (laughs) The beginning of new life is truly something worth celebrating. And I, where are we going with this? I don't know. Just I got to make a political statement. I here? didn't write this. <laughs> <laughs> this, no. is a, this is a this is a uh, Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, endorsement. Um, okay. Who knows? I don't know where this came from. <laughs> the beginning of new life is truly something worth celebrating, and I used to try and go look at the babies at least twice a week. Unfortunately, all the hospitals in my area have caught on, and now I'm on the not a real dad list. <laughs> I thought I would have to. 
give up my favorite hobby forever until I discovered the video game that changed my life forever. EA Sports presents Fatherhood 2020. EA Sports, Fatherhood 2020. It's an extremely realistic virtual reality first-person paternal experience. That's a great sentence. The first level is your wife telling you that she's pregnant. You can choose your character's reaction, joy, anger, or my personal favorite, fake joy, secret anger. (laughs) From there, you can go through every phase of the pregnancy, maternity clothes shopping, breathing exercises, feeling the baby kick. It's exhilarating. When the ultrasound revealed my virtual baby's gender, I literally peed myself. And then the big day arrived. I walked into the fake hospital where there are no pictures of me on the wall, and I helped the love of my fake wife deliver my fake baby. Then I go to the viewing room and see all the other virtual babies, and I can stay as late as I want. Five stars. EA Sports. Fatherhood 2020. It's in the game. Wow, I'm excited to play that. That is unbelievable. I, I didn't even know they were uh, they were doing that with VR. That's amazing. Yeah, you can be a, a daddy, and if you don't like your kids, I think you can just like unplug it and start over. Right. That's it's kind of like a Black Mirror episode. It's like yeah. The Sims, but what if it happened to you personally? I like that. Yeah. Well, I would say thank you if I wrote it, but it came from one of our big corporate sponsors. So. All right, EA Sports. Thank yeah. you. They're massive. Thrilled to have uh, Fatherhood 2022. It's in the game mm-hmm. on board with the with what we're doing here. Um, speaking of things that are coming out... <laughs> uh, what? Let me say that. I'm gay! <laughs> no. Not that. Not this episode. That was last episode. <laughs> that Shout was last BT. episode. What's up? Um, a video came out today mm-hmm. that you wrote and directed. It's a brainchild of yours. Yeah. An idea you've been talking to me about for a long time. We finally made it. And by we, I mean I kind of stood as an extra and you directed and cast. You it. added a lot of life to the background. Yeah. Sound um, effects, you clapped, you laughed. It was great. You sold it. Thank you so much. Uh, tell us about the video. This is a honestly the only sketch idea I've had for probably a decade. Um, you know, I, like everyone else, I love a good cry watching a viral video. Soldiers coming home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, stepkids giving adoption papers to their stepdads and watching these giant burly truckers cry. Like, oh, my God. Um Cochlear implants getting turned on, so babies and people here for the first time, colorblind glasses, all that stuff. You know what I mean? So I've always thought, hey, what if that happened to one poor, poor person uh, in one video? All so the, all at the same time. All at the same time. So that's what the video is about. I just ruined the whole bit, but that's fine. Uh, yeah, it starts with a military homecoming, and he's like, "This is the best day ever." Then his wife's like, "Hey, put on these glasses," and then he's like, "Oh my gosh, I can see colors." And then the doctor's like, I'm turning on your cochlear implants. Like, I don't even have implants. And they turn it on. He's like, oh, this is a whole new sounds. And then the little girl's like, daddy, daddy, daddy. <laughs> yeah. You've always been my real dad, but now it's official. Uh-huh. That little girl, that kid actor yeah. was perfect. Yeah, she's fantastic. Um, so go how can wa- people find it? Yeah, it is on the Trip and Tyler YouTube channel. Um, I work with Trip full time. He's the best. We are getting the YouTube channel up and running. Um, so this is the first one. We'll be putting out videos every week. Bunch of sketches, um, some fun kind of talking head teaching stuff that Trip is doing because he's so good at what we do. Uh, so make sure to follow along. Give us that subscribe if you would. You know. Yep, I'm standing in the back of it, like I said. So, yeah, pretty, it's your, it's your uh, breakthrough performance. I'm hoping to be nominated. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. Uh, you had a big week too. Fun week, very fun. I got to go to Greenville, South Carolina, and open for Jeff Foxworthy and Leanne Morgan. 
and it was like 15,000 people in an arena. Insane. At so least five went for you, right? Very fun. The, at least you, you, you sold 5,000 tickets. They sold 5,000. Oh, yeah. Tickets. It was kind of a split three ways. Like my fans, their fans. Of course, it's hard yeah. to tell. Hard to really measure that. You're so, like, you might be homeschooled if. Yeah, a lot yeah. of that type of stuff. Right. And uh, it was great. I uh, My friend texted me when I was driving home and said, hey, did you open for Jeff Foxworthy tonight? My grandmother was there. Oh. And she said, you did great. So wonderful. The grandmothers loved me. How long did you do? Uh, like seven minutes. Okay. Tight seven. To close it out, I'm assuming. Yeah, I went last. <laughs> yeah, I went after Jeff. Mm-hmm. After Jeff's big closer, I was kind of waddled up there and was like, hey, before you guys leave. <laughs> yeah, please stay. I'm a homeschooled preacher's kid. This is a make-a-wish kid. Let's tell, <laughs> tell them some jokes. Uh, how did how did it go? Did you crush? I think it went great. You crushed. You know, the good thing about 15,000 people is even if a third of them laugh, it's still 5,000 people laughing. For sure. Those are all the tickets so you it's sold. Hard, it's hard for it to not feel like it goes well. Mm-hmm. In my, are you going to do that more? Is it, are we starting a trend here? Not that I know of. I would say yes. All right. Well, Operation so, Get Jeff on the Pod has commenced. Oh, yeah. One day I'll be brave enough to ask him. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. Let's we'll see what happens. We'll see. Yeah, we got to listen to every episode because we're not going to announce if we get Jeff. We're just going to be like, we have a biologist on today, and we'll reward the people that still listen. Yeah, that's that's how you know. Well, now they know that. Well, we won't be biologists. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah. We'll mix it up. Um, well, I think we can get into this episode. Let's get into it. Uh, if, you're, if you're a baseball fan or not, doesn't matter. You're going to be a Colin fan. He's so much more than just a baseball player. He really is. He's an absolute dreamboat. He looks like a wet Ryan Gosling. Um, we also talk about a uh, a highlight where he dodged a ball that uh, we almost killed him. It's fascinating. Um, look that up if you want. If you're like, hey, am I going to like this guy? Type in Colin McHugh ball dodge. Matrix. Matrix. It'll come up and you're like, all right, I got to hear this story. So please enjoy this episode with Colin McHugh. No worries if not. Colin McHugh, fresh off a game five schlacking. Thanks for being here. Thanks for bringing that up. I know it's it's uh, fresh. Immediately, how how are you? How's your heart? Uh, it hurts a little bit, but also I'm back home in Atlanta, and I feel great about that situation. Yeah, go Braves! You don't feel the pain that the city of Tampa is collectively feeling right now. I uh, I shouldered that for a solid 12 minutes after the game and i was like you know what this is this is your burden to carry it it's not mine anymore (laughs) wow starting strong (laughs) love it yeah thank you for losing so you could be here you would not be able to be with us today if you were still competing in the playoffs you're welcome i had i had it in my head during really the whole second half of the season it Mm -hmm. was like if i can be done by what what is today's date (laughs) whatever Whatever. date it is yeah. So yeah, you're welcome. I got pods to record, rings to lose. Let's get home, boys. <laughs> uh, how's congrats on a fantastic year. Thank you. Both as a team and personally. Um tell us about this year. How how was being a member of the Tampa Bay Rays? Uh we have we had we had shirts made at some point during the year that said uncharismatic and uninteresting. <laughs> and we all wore them because they're not wrong. Like, well, hold on. Who said that? Was that a were you trolling a reporter or something? Uh, it was like, yeah, some like talking head on ESPN or somebody. Okay. How can you look at Randy or Rosarena and say that? Though? This is what I'm saying. Yeah, I was like, you're not looking hard enough. Yeah. Uh, like, yes, we have had a small payroll and we are in Tampa, which is not the biggest of markets. 
but like the team is very good and in my opinion very interesting and a lot of fun to watch and i got to do it every day for a whole year so that was um it was a joy to play baseball in that town for that team yeah what how do they do that how do they do it like it's the secret sauce. I mean, honestly, you're a great example of what we're talking about. You know, you you sat out last year because, you know, you were rehabbing, short season, also COVID, being away from family. You know, it did make sense. I think well, a lot of teams probably didn't want to take a chance, or you felt risky to them. Mm-hmm. And Rays were like, "We got that guy." And then you <laughs> had the best year of your career. And they do that all the time. How do they do that? Yeah, they called dibs. They were like, "We got we got dibs on you." And I was like, "Guys, nobody else wants me. It's okay. <laughs> you don't have to you don't have to be so aggressive." Do you have about to play it. hard to get. Yeah. Like, um, let, I, let me let me weigh all these twenty nine other offers. It's got to feel good when the Rays are interested in you because you're like, "Oh, they must see something in me I don't even see in myself." <laughs> yeah, like, this exactly is a great sign happens. that they are interested. I don't know why anybody know. nobody makes trades with them anymore, or like shouldn't make trades with them anymore because if they want one of your pitchers or one of your players, a hundred percent you need to keep that guy. Because everybody they bring in, that's uh, true, crushes. Yeah, he's like, "We'll give you Chris Archer, one of our best pitchers we've ever had." <laughs> and it's just like, "Oh, they're great. We'll take everybody. Take everybody." Be very bad when he leaves here. <laughs> yeah, we had all four of those guys at, at the end of the year this year. We had Chris and Glass now and Shane Boz and um, who else came over in that trade? Uh, I apologize for who else I'm forgetting in that trade, but we got all of them, and they were all in the big leagues. Yeah, and they were all killing it. <laughs> Oh, the pirates! What's the? Is it? Is it all like Jonah Hill from Moneyball type guys in the front office, just at computers? There are there are a few. Um, they are personable though, and I had a, a good time getting to know some of them because they would always come through the clubhouse and we'd always like talk and hang out and you know talk talk shop or whatever. You'd be like, oh, look at that, that guy's always texting. He's like, oh no, that is actually a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> we did have a guy. We have a guy named uh, Jay Money. Who? Well, we called him Jay Money. I believe his name is Jonathan Ehrlichman. <laughs> okay. Which is different. Jay Money's cooler. Jay yeah. Money's cooler. And he is uh a nobody a hundred percent knows his job, but he uh he knows the algorithm. He knows how to how to pull the strings and, and give the right advice and make good decisions. And he's always in the dugout and he's always hanging out around the clubhouse. And I would always look over and be like, Hey, what's the computer telling you? What's it saying? <laughs> Am I good? <laughs> Am I, good? Am I good at this? Tell me, please. Am I going to be good next year? You just like tell me my future. He's a little Nostradamus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we need to shout out other J Money, Jana Fireisen. Jana. <laughs> this is I went down uh, to Tampa a couple times this year to hang out, and one of the times I was sitting there in the family section, got to know uh, Jana, who was sitting next to me, who is the mother of JP Fireisen, your teammate. Yeah, she's unofficial team mom. Is she? I mean, you guys I'm have calling it now. Yeah. That's great. That is great. Orange slices. She didn't bring any orange slices. All right. Well, she's out. She's out. <laughs> my uh, mom, my mom, my friends hated it when my mom was a team mom because she would get all the snacks at Whole Foods and it would be like the like the dumbest snacks ever. It'd be like the off-brand cheese bits or like Ritz bits, but it'd just be like rabbit bites from Whole Foods and they'd just be like, we're actually all just going to go to Sonic or something and... Yeah. Not drink Sandra's like watered down apple juice and cheese bits. Gross. <laughs> Sorry, mom. So Jan and I, we still we still keep up. We talk baseball, you know, and, and I know she listens to the pod. So shouts out Jay Money. Uh, River Falls, Wisconsin. That's the the home of all of the. Fi- There's like 150 fire risings in that town. 
It's a very good name. Yeah. That is. What was the other J Money's last name? Ehrlichman. Yeah. Fire Eisen. That takes the cake. Fire Eisen. Yeah. Ugh. Very electable. Ehrlichman. Um, okay, give us, give us your top three rays you'll miss if you don't sign back there. Oh, man. I apologize to everybody who I'm not saying, first and foremost. I'm also trying to, we're trying to trap you. Are you yeah. trying to get people mad, trying to ruin your career? Are you going to guess? Well, I feel like just personally, I feel like I know a few, maybe, but. Yeah. In the spirit of no worries, if not, um, I apologize ahead of time for everything. <laughs> everything that I will say. Welcome and have home. Said. I will yeah. regret all of this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I am going to miss uh, Kyle Snyder, our pitching coach. I think he's so, so good. He's very, very, very good at pitching coaching. Uh, Schneider and Strom, Astros pitching coach, in a house, burning down. Who do you say? If you want to save one. Oh, man. I, <laughs> I'm going to let them duke it out. I'm going to save Stromy's dogs first. All right. Yeah. Real messed up. That's real messed up. Okay, so uh, Schneider, pitching coach. Other yep. two. Teach, um, teacher's pet. <laughs> uh, uh, I would save the teacher. <laughs> Probably who I'll miss the most. <laughs> yeah, this is a really fun senior party. Yeah, you sound like a, a narc on the, the pitching staff. Shh. All right. Uh, I would say my, my locker mate for most of the year was um, Peter Fairbanks. Mm-hmm. Crazy Eyes Pete. Uh, and he is... Is anyone calling that or are you just being super mean? No, no, no. I mean... Nobody calls him that to his face, but like everybody, you know, everybody kind of calls. You've seen him pitch, right? He's got big, big old crazy eyes. Yeah. Um, I love Pete so much. Uh, he's back in St. Louis now, just enjoying, enjoying the time back home. And then I would, um, yeah, I'm gonna miss, I'm gonna miss Randy. I miss old Randy, Randy Rosarino. He's the most entertaining player in baseball, I think. I on and off the field, to really? be honest with you. Yeah. You never, you never a hundred percent know what's what Randy's gonna do or where where he's at. Um. So it's a it's an it's a adventure every card. day. Yeah, him stealing home in that first playoff series, unbelievable. Was, I've watched the video probably twelve times. I can't. I still cannot believe that somebody had either the the balls or the the inclination to even steal home in that moment. In, in, the in Major League Baseball, is a coach ever saying, "Hey, steal home," or is it totally players deciding? To I do can't that? imagine Rodney at third base was going, "Hey, Randy." If you get a chance here, go ahead and swipe yeah, home. I think you should do one of the hardest things in sports. <laughs> also, like how you said in the first round of the playoffs. Wow. They didn't get past first round, dude. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you know. uh, yeah. they said uh, Cash was saying that Randy was asking for like weeks. He was not even situation. Every day he was like, green light, green light. I, I would like, like, chill out, chill out. But he finally got it. <laughs> That's so cool. That's yeah. maybe my favorite thing in sports is somebody trying to steal home. Yeah, it's like the the OG Jackie Robinson clip where he steals home right in Yogi Bear's face or whatever. And yeah, I love it. It's just yeah. the quintessential baseball. It's play the most. Ar- it's like the most arrogant thing you can like. So arrogant, yes. <laughs> and he did the um, the stoic celebration, which is so much cooler to me. Like Joseph Martinez for Atlanta United when he scores, he just stands there and looks at the crowd. Randy just stood up and just like slowly walked back. You know what I mean? Just yeah. his like, you're the coolest body, guy I've ever seen. Entire body is flexed, but his hands like aren't going up. Yeah, he's just, just like fully flexed, standing. Yeah, there. just fully hard. He's a huge yep. <laughs> Mus- uh, muscle wise. All right, his uh, muscles. He's oh. a big. He's a big soccer fan. Uh, his brother is a professional soccer goalie. Oh, cool. For uh, who or where? I don't know. They are both from Cuba, and they both grew up playing soccer. And Randy picked up baseball later on in life cool but uh yeah so he's a big ronaldo fan and his all of his celebrations are an homage to ronaldo we're talking about cristiano yeah okay 
Is there another one? Yeah, who else? Yeah, the Brazilian Ronaldo. I'm just kidding. Oh, you I didn't know, know that? I just know the main one. <laughs> the Depends who you ask is the main one. I know the, the one from one. I know the one from FIFA 2015. Okay, that's Cristiano. Is this, yeah, is this yeah. old world Ronaldo or new world Ronaldo? <laughs> right. yeah. I did not know about the new Ronaldo. Is he pretty good? He's pretty good. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's enough talking about soccer, probably. <laughs> Um, I want to know, I've always known you guys are very close friends and went to school together, but when did you meet? Were you like little boys? No. <laughs> well, I mean, Aaron was a little boy. I was probably three years older. Yeah, well, yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're two years older. And then we knew each other in high school a little bit, but it was my first year, it was Colin's senior year, so yeah, I knew Colin and his wife Ashley like a little bit in high school, but then... Well, we started your off-season job was my first job out of college, so we started hanging out then. Yeah, we're kind of like desk mates in the back at the Boosterthon Fun Run. Yeah, uh, shout out BT. Uh, BT. Oh Hi. yeah, that's also how I know BT. There that's you right. go. That's how you know most of your people. I always imagined you guys being like ten-year-olds playing baseball together, and then slowly Colin just started to be really good, and Aaron was like, "I think I'm gonna make videos." <laughs> <laughs> no, that's how it would have been though. That is absolutely. Uh, Aaron has been my throwing partner uh, multiple off seasons now. Um, in in whatever park we can find. Yeah, well, that is that's the first half. That, yeah, yeah, that is when you're starting to get loose. And but I mean, we were getting out to what 180 feet about. Yeah, and you it, you would throw it like it would go maybe two feet above my head and just just I mean just right there where I have to like crow hop and throw it. I'm like releasing. I'm emptying the tank on every throw. <laughs> so you'll be like, all right, Tim Moore, and I'm like, yeah, for sure. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> How do you rank Aaron as a throwing partner? Uh, pretty good in terms of non-professional throwing partners. What are his strengths and weaknesses? Oh yeah, uh, strengths, arm strength. You got You got okay. you, you can get it out there. Yeah. Uh, weaknesses. Uh, I'm afraid that I am going to hit you in the face sometimes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And the other thing too is like my eyes have gotten pretty bad, so I have yeah. to wear glasses. And you know that yeah. thing. That thing is humming. So I do think about if this just clips off the top of my glove, and I'm going <laughs> to get glass in my eyeballs, and it's over. Yeah. Also, we were playing the last time we were playing catch. It was through like. Uh, Shadows. Yeah, there was like shadows the whole time. So it was the hardest, the hardest catch play yeah, you yeah. could possibly have. Yeah, because it's it's usually for like a month and a half every week or something. The first half, I feel great. Second half, kind of dread it. <laughs> it's a little scary. And then luckily, I remember back in the day when we'd do it, you would throw a few curveballs. Yeah. I would just have welts all over my shins. For, I was, was going to say, do you ever just slip a curveball in there to see what, what happens I'll to him? I'll tell him. I'll tell him, and I'll just see an immediate bead of sweat just roll down his, roll <laughs> he, down his forehead. He like kind of gets, he spreads his feet out a little further apart, kind of like, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing, too, is well, it's something that I didn't know this until I started throwing with you. You tell who you're throwing with what you're going to throw. If you have your glove hand out, and if you just do like a straight motion, you're like fastball. If you flip it over and do like top to bottom, that's, hey, curveball's coming. But you... You know that a second and a half before the throw is coming. Yeah. Yeah. You know and you're mean? trying to translate in your head. Like, what does that one mean again? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just there being like, all right, don't let it, you know, ruin your eyesight and break glass in your eyeballs. And then he'll do the, the curveball motion. And I just have to like wipe my hard drive in my brain and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. It's terrifying, but it's fun. I have a good time. That's no, amazing. no major injuries yet. That's great. The yeah. fact that you go back for more means it must be must be fine for sure i hope you have a very long successful career but the day you retire i'm gonna i want to take a nice bath and let my <laughs> let my a, shins breathe for the first time get a sponge in your glove <laughs> yeah i remember oh. growing up there was always the kid you didn't want to play 
catch warm up with because he would just be throwing it full speed every time. That never stops, by the way. I'm sure it doesn't. There are a handful of guys that I will I will not play catch with. Yeah. No matter if we are the only two people on the field, I'll be like, I thought I can I could play catch with that wall. I could do it. I just give me a bucket. <laughs> just give me a bucket. I'll, I'll throw against the wall. Now is that pitchers, infielders, outfielders? It's all pitchers. Yeah. Um, it's. I mean, Pete Fairbanks is one of them. I will not. I will not play catch <laughs> with Pete. Pete and Andrew Kittridge would play catch every day out to about 300 feet. So like as far as you can go and they would throw the hell out of it. And then they would come all the way back in to like 40 feet apart and just throw absolute missiles at each other. And they're just, just sticking at every pitch. And I'm standing behind them looking like this is the hardest thing I've ever seen coming at, (laughs) at anyone. No, I'm not doing that. I don't trust myself enough. Yeah, it's like a weird, it's like a weird competitiveness of like, all right, so let's see who can throw it at the hardest at each other. Yeah, it's like, of, all right, this isn't even a game. This is great. You're naming names too. I appreciate oh, I love him. Yeah, love yeah. he's a free agent. I love all. I just truly, like just like us. I love every We're guy free in agents. that Rays clubhouse. I had so much fun playing this year. Yeah, for the first time. I mean, like I, I had like two years of a lot of injury stuff. Like it was tough, and I just couldn't play. And so getting back out there this year was fun in and of itself, but then also just a good, fun, successful team. So yeah, it was the best. Uh, and so your team's tell me, let me see if I get this right. You started with Mets. Yep. Then to Astros or was no. there something in between? There was a brief three month stint in Colorado. Okay. Which they would probably like to forget. Well, um, it's not, not really ready. where you want to pitch anyway, right? Nah, no, it wasn't. And Altitude. I was, I was doing my best to get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> you were, you were really <laughs> giving them some reasons to send you off. Yep. Then to the Astros, mm-hmm. and then Boston kind of Yeah, I went to two, I went to spring training one and two with Boston last year and uh, opted out because, you know, there's a, there's a pandemic in the world. Yeah. And, you know, baseball. Baseball still happened. Props for all of the baseball players out there who gutted it out. But then, yeah, I jumped back in this year. Yeah, that's amazing. I was going to ask you about all the media in those cities, but... Uh, I would imagine that New York is pretty tough compared to Tampa media-wise. Yeah, it was uh, not the same at all. <laughs> I think we had two beat writers in, in Tampa all year, and they've both been there forever. So. And it's like their side hustle. <laughs> it's yeah. not even their main job. Yeah, it was a, it was a guy who made sandwiches and did the and did the Tampa Bay Times. I'm just kidding. I love Mark Topkin. He was there. He was there all the time. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, what, what year did you debut for the Mets? 20... 2012. 12? Yeah, flew up night before. We got to go. Um, I was so it was so fun. I was so excited. Uh, I remember, <laughs> I remember I was at the urinal before the game. I was like so nervous. And there was a very New York guy next to me, and I was like, one of my best friends is starting today. And he goes, I'm peeing. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, you're right. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's like, Why would you tell me? I that? know. I wonder if he thinks that anytime your name pops up, he's like, Oh, that guy's friend was trying to talk to me while I was holding my wiener. I don't know. <laughs> Um, what a yeah. good day. Yeah, was that, a, that guy's friend day. was flirting with me while I was trying to pee. <laughs> yeah. I remember that so well. He probably does too. No way he forgot that. So you started your first major league appearance? I did. Yeah, I got I got called up from AAA Buffalo to the big leagues. Johan Santana had a little shoulder issue, and it happened to be my day to start in AAA. So they're like, oh, we need a guy. They flew me you up were, that night before. You were next up. Who was it against? It was against the Colorado Rockies. What's okay. up? And I Love threw really it. well, and I think that's probably the only reason that they traded for me <laughs> later on. <laughs> we needed that guy that pitched really well his first out. Yeah, they just don't have the internet, so they only know what they saw. Like, <laughs> oh, he's this is the best pitcher I've ever seen. <laughs> Got to get that guy over here. Yeah, pretty different front office than in uh, 
Tampa. They just go based on what they've seen in the past. Yeah. We saw that on ES. We saw him on ESPN the other day. Let's get him. <laughs> All right, your name and names. Um, you want you want to rank your five former teams? Oh man. Um, Maybe just your experience, because obviously that you know how you how you played. Yeah. You were only in the Rockies for a couple months. You don't know, but like what when you look back on your career, it's not over. But if you look back on those five, right. where do you kind of rank them on your, Colo- on your heart yeah, scale? Yeah, Colorado was probably at the bottom yeah. just because it was, I mean, it was tough all around. It was like a hard year. Uh, I was not pitching well. I was playing in the worst pitcher's environment in all of Christendom. Yeah. And, um, so you, you hate the Rockies. All right. We got that. You hate them so much. I, I did get to see the end of Todd Helton's career, though, which was oh, wow. really cool it was like down the stretch and they brought him out they gave him a horse as a uh, as a going away gift after his what? last game on the field he hits a homer in his last game to win it at at course field place goes crazy they do the ceremony uh and they bring out like this horse that the owner had bought him for his ranch and he okay, like okay. rode out on it i was like oh my he God. has a ranch i was like you can't give someone a surprise horse <laughs> what if they're like i was going out of town tomorrow like i got a horse now I you give someone a- like a plaque you're like i got an attic it's fine yeah take care of a horse i live in a neighborhood i'm retiring i'm gonna travel in the across the world i don't want a horse yeah it's like bridesmaids when they go to the bridal shower and the party gift is puppies. And like, I, don't, I don't want a puppy. He's talking about. So he literally rode off into the sunset after his last game. It was incredible. It was like the most poetic thing ever. And then, um, I, and then I got DFA'd like three days later. So. <laughs> they just wanted you to see it. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. wanted me to be there for this it. This is what could have been if you'd been really good here, Colin. We would have bought you a horse eventually, but instead, you're a free agent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that very small sample size of your first outing, it did not pay off. Did not pay off. Yeah. Um, after that was we probably... We got you a goldfish. Yeah. Uh, the the Mets, I truly love the Mets in my heart of hearts because it they're just so unfortunate in so many ways. <laughs> like the Mets are going to be the Mets no matter it's, what. It's amazing. Doesn't matter how much money uh, they have. Yeah, and the fan base just like they kind of need it. They kind of need the misery to keep going. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's like the hope and the misery combined make this perfect New Yorker, which is a Mets fan. <laughs> uh, I really loved the three months that I was. Uh, with Colorado, first class, or excuse me, uh, Boston, first class organization, great people. They beat us this year, so you know. Yeah. I hope they rot in hell forever. But yeah, they were wonderful to me while I was there. <laughs> that's that's the quote, and just to get people to listen to it. Yeah. Red Sox, I hope they rot in hell. Colin McHugh hopes the Red Sox players. We'll just pick one of the Red Sox players, and make it more specific. Yeah, say something very specific about Kike. Colin McHugh, your former teammate, right? Yeah, I was there for Kike's debut in Houston. Yeah, do you want to say anything spicy, even though we you don't mean it at all? But so we quote you on this. Kike did, uh, he did make our manager in AAA think for an entire season that he did not speak English, <laughs> and he speaks really good English. He speaks perfect oh, Spanish perfect. and perfect English. Yes, he doesn't even have an accent. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he kind of just looks like a like a normal whatever white guy, but he's he's Puerto Rican and he. Yeah, spoke only Spanish for about six straight months. And then in the last series of the season, they had like a meeting and he stood up and he spoke English. And they were like, wait, 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 wait. Wow. <laughs> why, I, why would he do that? Just I to, love I him I think now. it was a bet or something. Yeah. Okay, okay. I might buy his jersey because of that he's, story. He's great. Honestly, I'm so happy for him that he's To have it. that kind of a commitment to a bit that might not even have that much of a payoff. Like he could have got traded before the bid ended. Well, he thought it would be over so much earlier because like they would have conversations on the mound where he would come out to the pitcher's mound. And they'd, they'd bring the translator. English, and he'd just be like, you know, understanding everything that's being said. 
And you just take off and go back. He's like, I think they probably thought that I... What a freak. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I also love... You know, a lot of guys take themselves super seriously. Um, he does not at no. all. Like his engagement photos. I mean, they were everywhere. Have you seen those? No. They're so good. It's him and his now wife go to like a playground. They're wearing overalls. It's just the stupidest photos in the world. And you're just like, all right, now I'll like this guy forever. Because mm-hmm. he does not take himself seriously. Him and, I, think, I think her name is Mariana. They're so funny and just goofy. Yeah. Yeah, they fit. Cool. Go Kike. All right, so that's okay, number three. Too, too bad he's going to have to burn in hell if Colin, get, if Colin gets his way. <laughs> that's true. Uh, oh, I got to keep going? Yeah. I think, uh, I think probably Tampa because I was only there for one year, but it was a... I mean, they they put in they put in some some good work to, to potentially be number one, but six years in Houston with those guys. Yeah, it's tough to not say you that. You know, five playoffs, all that kind of thing. Yeah, it was, it was a lot, and it was really good. I got to go back and see everybody at the end of the season, and shake hands and kiss babies and it was it was wonderful yeah they loved you you could tell when you went back there the fans were like colin's back like they they were like colin colin and then one guy in the background go sucks sucks <laughs> was anyone doing that yeah one guy that's that was, was pretty good it was pretty good was. yeah that's amazing um i cried yeah i, mean, I saw a video on twitter i cried yeah I they did you. the, the welcome home thing you know yeah oh so good I that said I said that I was like people appreciating Colin. That's my that's my favorite pastime. <laughs> <laughs> it is so funny. I've gotten to watch games where you're pitching with Aaron, and it is like your mom, I imagine, is watching the game. He, Aaron gets very nervous. Yes, he kind of goes through phases before the game where he's antsy, and then he's quiet, and then he talks, and the game starts, and you can't break his focus. <laughs> no, yeah, it is just it, like my mom. It's yeah. terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also humanized baseball so much. Well, sports in general, because like back in the day, a, a you know Braves would score eight runs off a reliever for the Pirates, and I'd be stoked. But now I'm like, oh, he has a family. I know. <laughs> it's like you think He's of probably them as so like, sad. Like NFL kickers, I'm all, I always feel for them. Right. But yeah, it is the same for everybody. It's the same, it's especially like, if guys are on the bubble and go back and forth. Oh, and yeah. like that one bad performance could. Which is most people in baseball. I think people don't understand. Like, right. when that's you're true. in baseball, most people are just like trying to stack up service days. Yeah. As many as they can get. Yeah. I mean, like the first month with the Rays this year. I was yep. like, uh oh. Yep. <laughs> you never know. Not looking at I had to run off however many scoreless innings to get it down from like 140 ERA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you, it was a very happy inning because you ended, would you remember, you know, your ERA for the end of the I season? I do. I, it finished with a 155, which I felt... Best season? I was like, it's nice and round. Good best round ERA you've ever had? Yeah. It's yeah. gotta be, yeah. How could it, That's amazing because you basically, you had a couple bad outings right at the beginning of the season. Then oh, you yeah. went... Right out the shoot. Injured list for like a couple of weeks mm-hmm. and then came back and then it was just pretty much lights out. Yeah, I had a good What run. happened in those two weeks? What did you do? See the secret sauce? Yeah, no, yeah. Um, I, I, nothing. Truly, <laughs> I just got to throw more. Like, I was trying to throw every day and be ready for the game, and like my arm just wasn't quite conditioned enough to do that, so I couldn't really get good work in. So, like, take ten days, get as much work as you want to, and then come back and we'll boom. We'll see what happens. One yeah, five yeah. five. One five five. You gotta get a deal. tattoo. Of a one five 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 five. I think that'd be pretty. I think arrogant. the one five five area code would be like. Oh, what's up, bro? Are you from Butte, Detroit, Butte, Montana? Oh, yeah, <laughs> represent. And what if you what if you get like a one four next year? Are you gonna keep going? Yeah, I think it's like uh, the guys that do Iron or people that do Iron Man's. Oh, true. And you just get another one. Do they get multiple Iron Man tattoos if they do multiple ones? I don't know. Iron Man. 
I'm going to do them, but I'm going to do them in teardrop form, just below my your, eyes. Your ERA is right below yes. your eyes. Yes. <laughs> Every teardrop's for a sub-two season. <laughs> you, you killed a guy? Pretty much. <laughs> uh, so you, I mean, you know, we're just raging Braves fans. Yeah, I know. As you know. I do um, know that. As it, as am was I. I know. Yeah. I think in your heart a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's probably still there. Uh, we got a guy that I know is one of your favorite people in baseball, Charlie Morton. Chuck. Mm-hmm. Tell me about Charlie Morton. Because I feel like with the Astros, even since y'all haven't played together the last few years, he always comes up. I think you just love him so much. Charlie's the least baseball player-y baseball I've, baseball player I've ever met in my life. What does that mean? He is so awkward and... Um, has a extremely wide range of abilities and hobbies that don't necessarily make any sense, but he's just like very into them. Uh, he's got, just the most genuine, like kind-hearted person. He feels so bad every time he hits somebody, and he led the league <laughs> in hitting batters for like three years in a row. And the ball would like come out of his hand and immediately, would come out of his hand and go, "Oh!" <laughs> and oh just, just, what if there was? That sh- <laughs> what if there was a pitcher that like couldn't hand like would just like profusely apologize every time yeah, he hit yeah. somebody? Just like I'm seriously so sorry. He's like following him to first base. Uh, Otani this year hit uh, hit somebody on our team, and literally the ball like bounced back towards him. So I like went and picked it up, and he like walked it down the first baseline with whoever it was, and he was like, "Sorry." Yeah, <laughs> like, like, that is genuine. So Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> He's like hands on the balls. Like, all right, you can throw it at me. <laughs> You can hit me now. Do me now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This is a quote from last night. Charlie Morton talking about the Braves, and it is blown up on Twitter because everyone's like, oh my God, Charlie Morton is the best person in the world. He said, I think at the core of success as a team, guys just have to care about each other, and I think that group does. This group does. I think this group cares a lot about each other, and I know just watching, especially the past two nights with the two walk-offs, how the guys have really embodied that excited for each other, encouraging each other, screaming at each other in a positive way, and just genuinely happy for teammates to see teammates succeed. I think that's what you're seeing. I mean, he's not wrong, and, I mean, he is... How can you not love Charlie Morton? I love him. He's so... When reporters ask him questions, he never takes, like, the easy kind of cliche answer we're used to hearing. It's always like... He always, like, pauses for Mm -hmm. a long time before he answers... And then gives this like really cerebral, thought out, interesting answer. You're just like, he doesn't have to do that. He can just say the, you know, we're gonna put, we're gonna work hard and we're gonna try to play at a high level and just say all the normal stuff or whatever. <laughs> but he like gives such good answers. You can tell he cares and tries to do everything really well. He was the first guest I ever had on my podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, I had to stop myself from speaking over him for a solid two hours. And it was a full two hour uh, like recording that we did with each other. And yeah, he would pause, he would stop. And then he would jump back into yeah. his thought, but it would be like a very well-formed uh, thought. You don't want to jump on that silence, but you're like, no, Always. He's calibrating. Always. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's figuring it out. Um, but yeah, he's also like Benjamin Buttoning. He's getting just so much better the older it's he gets. It's wild. He is throwing like a billion miles an hour now. He's got the, in my opinion, he's got the best curveball in baseball. He's got the best. Lance McCullers has the second best. <laughs> Conveniently, two of your best friends in baseball. But I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to say that I taught it to him, but like I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Um, yeah. Okay, let's talk about what's on the table here. Yeah, uh, Lime Lacroix. Lime Lacroix. No, you, this, I, this is the best. Uh, Colin has his own bobblehead, 
And a lot of bobbleheads, you know, are for good things. Milestones, people hitting home runs, diving catches. Yours is just you barely not dying. <laughs> and that is so funny. <laughs> well, uh, for people that don't know, explain what happened in that game. Or yeah, what if you know. haven't seen the clip, there, it's out there in the internet world. Um, if people was, Google your name, is it the first thing that comes up? Uh, probably not, but... Probably because of all First your... page, probably. Okay. Yeah, definitely. If, videos, yeah. If you sure. do Column McHugh video, I'm sure it'll pop up. Uh, I was playing in Oakland Coliseum against the A's, and I threw a fastball to Kendris Morales, who had, you know, historically owned me. He had mm-hmm. like four homers off me. And I missed down and in, and he hit a ball that I thought came back at me at a trillion miles an hour. And so I was like, I got to get out of the way. But the ball was not actually hit that hard, and it just kind of like tracked me as I kept falling backwards and um, it grazed my finger and my chin as it went by me and it was a double play so <laughs> I forgot it was a double play I yeah. forgot that too yeah. like that's it, I mean the ball could not have missed you but I mean I guess it didn't technically miss you but like it could not have been closer to hurting you yeah no Chris Gucciano was the was behind the plate um, the umpire and he came out and he goes dude I've never seen a ball get that close to hitting somebody without hitting them. And he was like, that was, that was amazing. I'm like, yep, cool. Thanks man. And I didn't know cause I hadn't seen it. And then I saw it after the game, obviously. And I was like, Oh no, I almost got, I almost got knocked out. Yeah, yeah. you really did. And but so it's a they, good bobblehead. It's a, it's a solid one. When did they tell you they were going to make a bobblehead of it? Uh, the next year. Um, actually funny story. It, it, I don't know, whatever they, they gave it out the day that we were playing the Rays. And so the bullpen catcher with the Rays this year, when I got here, he said, listen, I have a bobblehead like collection and I got your bobblehead on here and it's my favorite one. I mean, why do you have it? (laughs) Well, we just happened to be there that year. (laughs) It's a, yeah, I didn't know the players could just get bobbleheads. That's awesome. Whenever they have giveaways at the stadium, they always have like a, a huge box of it by the door of the clubhouse. And they're just like, Take it as you go. And sometimes they're really cool things, and sometimes they're like, this is going to go in a bag or in the garbage at the end of the year, so I'm going to save it for the, the other people who want it. Yeah, do they ask you when they do a bobblehead? Like, get your permission? No, uh-uh. Nope. You don't get any money? Because I, yeah, I know it's they, you know, they own your likeness and rights, so they can use pictures, videos, whatever, when mm-hmm. you're playing. But that is just a, a different level. Yeah, no, they, they just told me, hey, <laughs> we got a bobblehead of you, and it's coming out. And I said, what is it? And they go, don't worry about it. You'll love it. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, man? <laughs> Trust Because it was number one on SportsCenter, right? <laughs> the next morning, wasn't it? It was, top, uh, yeah. It was one? all over the news. And it's still like floating around. I think some like accounts on Instagram are still using it for things. I think it's been memed. Yeah. And there's yeah. the, there's the um, SportsCenter, all the big sports pages do it where they have, they have like a hundred clips. They just recycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when they need some content, they're like, these moments are crazy. And it's all they put the, the zany music. The boop, 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 boop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it is always in there. So it's just funny. It pops up like once a month. Nuts. Yeah. You have a bobblehead. You're immortal now. I do. Yeah. Peaceful, I, I, I have a, forever. My mom asked me to get a whole box of them. And I was like, mom, who needs all these bobbleheads? They're like, your entire family needs one of them. Like nobody needs this, but I'm glad she made me do it because now all of my family has yeah. something to remember me about. Yeah, which is cool. You know, it's not like a, a framed jersey. Where like, all right, that's like chill out a little bit. Right. It's like a funny, like, oh, it's my cousin. Oh, whatever. Have you signed any of them? I did. Can yeah. you sign a bobblehead? We had like a fan fest or whatever my last year in Houston, and they were uh, people would be like, "Hey, will you sign the leg?" And I'm like, "What? Do you, why the leg?" And they're like, "I don't know. I think that's the best place for it." That's true. I don't. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Is I don't even know where you sign that. Yeah. 
sign it right across my face or my forehead. You could probably you can probably get them online. You gotta sign the little ball. Find it, yeah. Find it on eBay. The baseball, yeah. Find it on eBay. Get you one, and um, Colin will sign it. He won't. <laughs> he won't. Yeah, I'll give you his address. You can send it to him. He'll sign it. Yeah, my phone number is one five five one five five. Out of butte. You change your phone number to your ERA every season. AT and T is like, you can't keep doing this. I want to talk about um, the the real stuff. Oh, because you're, you know. You do a lot. You do your podcast. You're you're a pitcher. You're a you're a father and a, a husband. Um, but also you're you're an advocate. You're an ally. I'm an ally, especially for like minor leaguers. Like you're sure. you're trying to do your part and making baseball better. Um, big news this week. Big news this week. Front. Yeah, I want to yeah. get your thoughts on it. Colin, so, did you hear about this? I did. Yeah, I did. I heard it. Well, I heard about it. I'm on I'm on a board of a nonprofit called Advocates for Minor Leaguers, and our uh, president sent out an email and he was like, guys, we got to win. Yeah. Like, step one. Come hell on. yeah. So what, what was the big news? I know the headline. Um, I think every major league team guarantees financial or housing for minor leaguers. Is that right? Yeah. So in the past, minor leaguers have for the most part, um, been responsible for your own housing. That was my experience growing, like coming up through the minor leagues. I spent like parts of eight years in the minor leagues. I always had to find my own housing, um, which is really hard for a, six month season and you can get sent up and sent down and moved around and you're kind of on the hook for all of it. So it's a huge challenge for minor leaguers who already get paid, you know, next to nothing. Most of most minor leaguers. Uh, so pretty much anybody triple a down or like double a down are making less than 1500 bucks a month, uh, before taxes. And then on top of that, trying to find housing and trying to live and eat and do all those fun things we need to do as human beings. And so, yeah, they, uh, I think MLB got together and, um, the owners and, and the commissioner's office decided, yeah, I think we can, I think we can foot the bill for, for a couple houses or a couple apartments for, for guys. Um, guys would live like, I remember when I was coming up, it would be like six dudes to a, to a two bedroom apartment. That's what I would always hear people tell stories about is like, yeah, we're in the minors. There was like six, eight of us living in a two bedroom rental house and the landlord thought it was just two of us and that we had real jobs and like... That's awful. Yeah, it was terrible. I remember being in Savannah and we all lived in this one complex. Can I say in here? Yeah, um, we all beep it. That's fine. Uh, and we... I, because me and Ashley were married, we had one other roommate because we were like, I think we can only handle one right now. And nobody else wanted to live with the married couple. You're right. But then <laughs> the other apartment was a two-bedroom and there were six dudes living there. And so there were... it was. There were no furniture. It was only air mattresses in yeah. like in a geometric pattern in the uh, in the living room. And they bought a TV from Walmart and then returned it at the end of the season, <laughs> uh, which is classic classic minor league move. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember going over there and being like, "There's just dip cans and everything." Like it was, I was like, "This is not okay for people to live in." Like not just for you for anybody. And uh, yeah, I think having some dignity as a minor leaguer is probably important and i'm glad this is a step in the right direction yeah and it's not like they're just living that lifestyle for two years some of them are in the minors for a long time oh some yeah of them, and never make it to the majors and mm-hmm. just a long stretch of living that way is is insane yeah i think it takes toll on you as a uh, as a person and i'm sure as a player i think i think teams probably have realized that the less guys have to stress about certain things in the minor leagues the more they're able to give on the field and like 
potentially play better. So I like to think of it as a win-win for them and for us. Yeah. What about the, the other issues? I mean, that, if that's step one, what yep. else would you like to see happen? Uh, I think a pay scale needs to go up. Yeah. Um, it hasn't really changed uh, with any sort of magnitude in the last 15, 20 years, which is insane because the standard of living has. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think being able to have a, at least a minimum wage job for the amount of hours that you put in um, is really important. So yeah, that's in the works, trying to figure that out. Um, we've got a collective bargaining agreement that expires in November of this year. That's for major league players, though, and minor leaguers have not historically been covered over that. Hmm. Um, so I think this is a good opportunity for the MLB Players Association and the commissioner's office with MLB and minor league advocates to hopefully get together and hammer out some of these details, make life a little bit easier on those dudes. Yeah. And their families. I mean, it's their, the families, like I was married in the minor leagues. And so you ask my wife about it. It's like, it was tough. It, yeah. it is tough no matter what, even when you're playing in the big leagues, cause the schedule, but in the minor leagues with the amount of pay that you make and the, the schedule and the travel and all of the things. Yeah. They need, they need a little bit of uh they need representation is what they need. For sure. So we're trying to. Yeah. And I know, I think a lot of people see the, you know, the, the big names, you got Bryce Harper and he's a golden child is only going to be in the minors for a year or two and get oh, a yeah. big signing bonus. But you're not thinking about what 90% of the guys that aren't going to make it and are just there for years and years and years and making absolutely nothing. I don't think people see that. 97% of minor leaguers never make it to the big leagues. Gosh. Just 3%. And that's, that's for one day. For one day. Yeah. 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 There was a, I knew a family, I went to Auburn and so we and had a bunch of friends that lived in Birmingham, and the minor league team there is the Birmingham Biscuits. I mean, uh, Montgomery. Sorry, Montgomery, Montgomery, Biscuits. Montgomery Biscuits. Oh, yeah. A Rays affiliate. They are. That's yeah. right. Yeah, they're a Rays affiliate. And first of all, it's some of the most fun baseball games I've ever been to. They have T-shirt cannons, but they shoot biscuits out of them <laughs> into the crowd. So like a, like a wrapped tinfoil biscuit <laughs> and a T-shirt cannon, and they would just launch it into the crowd, and it was the most fun. <laughs> That's insane. It was nuts. I, I've, how much do you think a T-shirt cannon costs? I don't know. I'd love to know what other things were. Worth it. Whatever it is, <laughs> worth it. Um, but one of my friend's parents who live in Montgomery, they had like a guest shed behind their house, and they would let minor league baseball players live in like this little apartment in their backyard all the time. God bless them. Because it was just like, yeah, these guys are living in these awful places. We have this extra space. We just let, but they would always be like, yeah, when Evan Longoria is hurt and rehabbing, he's the one that kind of gets it. But yeah, (laughs) I think it was more of like the guys that have other options, but I did think that was cool. It's like, oh, the community kind of can rally around guys sometimes, but I imagine that's not normal. Yeah. I mean, there are plenty of, plenty of cities that do, uh, do really well with host families and I was never in any of those cities. So I never got to have a, ho- I was in the in Cape Cod league in college and we had a host family out there and it was awesome. And they were great people. I still keep in touch with them, but that's um, the one you reconnected with recently. Oh yeah. They're in Boston. And so like every time I would go through Boston, when I was playing in the major leagues, we would always, uh, we'd always see each other, that's have so dinner cool. and do whatever. Um, shout out to the Mad- Madigans and, uh, where are they now? I think they're still in Wareham in, uh, in Massachusetts. Yeah. It's not a bad thing to have some guys that might become famous athletes owe you one. <laughs> That's true. It's not a bad investment for sure. <laughs> you owe me one. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, minor league, non MLB baseball can be so, so fun. Savannah Bananas. The Savannah Bananas. Have you been keeping up with them and like watching their TikToks? I have not. I need to. They are. I played there. They were not the Bananas at that point in time, but yeah, I played in Savannah. Yeah, because they're, they're non 
well, they're they're not affiliated. They're to not the affiliated. Team, they're right? an independent baseball team. Yeah. That's why they can get away with everything they're doing. Yeah. Have you seen their stuff? No. It's unbelievable. They will a lot of times give the players the microphone <laughs> to introduce themselves as they walk up. It's so good. And so some guys will do it like they're pro wrestlers. One guy gets up there, he stands in the box, he farts into the mic and just throws the mic at the dugout and bats. <laughs> it's so stupid. But that so guy deserves more than $1,500 a month. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. He shouldn't pay that's for his an own That's a class A entertainer yeah and they they intro their videos are unbelievable they just have buy-in from all the players oh yeah which is tough i've done sports sure, media yeah. it's tough yeah. uh, those guys will like walk up do the my the little league thing where it's like my name's greg i'm 27 and i like you know like here's my celebrity crush <laughs> my favorite color is orange yeah and they're all in the back just like <laughs> clapping for them it's so funny uh, but it, I, just, it just shows you what baseball could be if they, you know, loosen I, up I a little bit. I think they have a rule in at Grayson Stadium where they play now, where if a fan catches the ball in a foul ball in the stands, the batter is out. But it only goes for the uh, a visiting team, so it's a real <laughs> home field advantage. It's like everybody brings their Everyone's glove to the game. Everyone's in the game. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. All right, that should be the rule everywhere. I'm just saying, like, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go out there, like, let's make some real rule changes. Yeah, dude. Imagine if that was the rule, and then when your team went on the road, you'd have to go to the game and play defense. Exactly. You're trying to bat balls down. Yeah, you're trying to be punching people in the face because they're about to get your guy out. I mean, that's yeah. Every time there's a fly ball, everyone's looking up. You're just tapping nuts everywhere. <laughs> yeah. The NBA and NFL wouldn't stand a chance if Major League Baseball started doing that. That's true. Wow, that's amazing. Didn't know that. Uh, rules. Let's stay on rules. Yeah. The CBA is coming up. Well, what do we, oh, let's okay. Robot umpires. How do we feel? I I think it would be great for pitchers. Um, it's it's going to be bad for hitters. <laughs> I'm telling well, you. Well, your curveball, the top of the zone, is going to be pretty friendly. Right? It's going to be really hard to. I mean, you got guys throwing at, like there's three guys on every staff right now that throws 100 miles an hour, yeah. and so if they don't have to worry about where they're throwing it and just throw it through through whatever electric zone is there. There's gonna have a catcher literally set up right down the middle and just throw absolute BBs, just all <laughs> scatter it all over it. And to be a hitter and try and hit that, it's going to be it's gonna be bad. To be a hitter and not just wet your pants would be <laughs> I know, I know. And then yeah, like throw guys throwing nasty breaking balls that just like clip the zone. I, I they think I think they think it's gonna be uh, easier than it is, but in my in my opinion, it's going to be an absolute disaster. For I don't them. know. I don't know why BBs got me. I just <laughs> wasn't expecting. I thought you were gonna say lasers or something, and these BBs. Whew, what a surprise! <laughs> yeah. BBs always funny. No, I think if they do the robot umpire, they should have a physical an robot. Actual robot. Yeah, the NFL on Fox dude come out there. Yeah, he, and he and he walks around, and he's very you know, I don't not like one of those crazy Tesla does a backflip and. Climbs a ladder. Not Optimus robots. Prime. Yeah, not a Transformer. Like a like a really stiff, funny-looking robot. Like Wally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Like Wally, basically. But they do sound like Bumblebee from Transformers. Like, <laughs> Sam, shove the AllSpark in my chest. Yeah. You know? That guy. Ball four. I think we're, we need to make a new league. We're piecing it together right now. Robots. Hey, this is... Fans can get outs. Yeah, baselines are cocaine. <laughs> People shooting biscuits in the crowd nonstop. <laughs> Absolute BBs. <laughs> oh, T-shirt gosh. cannon full of BBs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if you have inside. That is a shotgun. That is a shotgun. That is a shotgun. You probably, you might have insider information. Do you want to break any news about the DH? 
on the I podcast. Don't, I yeah. don't. I have a I have a strong opinion about the DH. Um, Surely, you've been an AL boy most. For of your those career. listeners that are not into baseball, that are for some reason still listening to this, the DH is a designated hitter, which mm-hmm. is instead of the pitcher having to hit, who many of them are not good at it. Um, they just let a guy that doesn't even have to play defense hit instead. Yeah, we affectionately call it the mm-hmm. head. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna write that down for another beep <laughs> because it is uh, typically a person who only hits, a person who's just a really good hitter and doesn't have to play the field, um, which is honestly the cushiest job in baseball. Is their pregame so different? For like, do they have to go run around before the game? I th- think they do. You still like, gotta run still, the bases. So like, take. Well, yeah, but like. Yeah, but you like take ground balls if you want to, or like take fly balls if you feel like it. That's no they fun. do. Yeah, and then you just hit all day. Yeah, just you're in the cage, just not. Well, they're usually like 45 year old dudes that are, look like Kimbo Slice. Well, like I mean, you massive. guys had Nelson Cruz, this is what I'm who saying. is exactly. like the prototypical giant strong guy. That's yes. probably two. He's, how old is he? He's 40 or 41. I apologize yeah. if I got that he's wrong. Old, but for baseball, very old. Yeah. He's not going to play in the field, but he can still mash and homers. He played first base for the first time ever this year when we went and played interleague in Philly, and he made a pick at first base in the first inning, and he it looked like he was a, a five-year-old kid like coming <laughs> off of his first. He's like, yeah! <laughs> Just like running out of the, off the field, smiling so big. He's never played first? Has he always been a DH? Outfielder. No, he was, uh, an, out, he was an outfielder yeah. for a long time. And uh, yeah, so we put him at first. But yeah, I think in general, a DH... In my opinion, you get to take out your worst hitter in your lineup, the pitcher, and replace it with the best hitter in your lineup, whoever that is. Yeah. And so I th- it's just a more entertaining game, in my opinion, because you're not having pitchers strike out at a 95% clip like we usually do. Right, right. This guy, this guy got a hit off Clayton Kershaw. Isn't yep. that insane? Did you? What's up? That's awesome. When you were with the Mets? Uh, when I was with the Rockies, with yeah. the Rockies, nice. Yeah, yeah dude, Colorado, pretty easy to hit. It was actually my yeah, my, my last game with Colorado. <laughs> you and Todd Helton with big hits, big knocks. <laughs> yeah, dude, you a big game RBI. Uh, no, I got he gave up a base clearing double to him the next inning though. So <laughs> to Kershaw, <laughs> to Kershaw, of yeah. course. <laughs> so did you was was it just you on first base? Uh, yeah, I got a I got a base hit to lead off the inning, and then I had to run the bases. I was gonna which, say, what's that like? Is the worst. Ugh. It's so Ugh. stressful. I running run, is the worst. I mean, running is terrible in and of itself. But then, yeah, having to like know where where you're supposed to go and like, it's just I haven't done it since high oh. school. No, it was yeah, hard. Andrew, imagine running, sprinting, yeah, with 15 slow motion cameras pointed at you, <laughs> <laughs> surrounded by thing. amazing athletes. Yeah, it's pretty much like Planet Earth footage of you yeah. running in slow motion i would be jiggling jiggling <laughs> and knowing someone's narrating it <laughs> yeah that's true multiple people um uh, ben scully of, was narrating me <laughs> right yeah exactly and even he was like we've Geez. never seen someone this slow so this, is, <laughs> this guy looks older than me you know what i've changed my mind about the dh after watching colin McHugh run the bases one of when in little league you know like if you're on first base and they make like a pitching change. You can just like you just like would sit on the base and wait. You can just kind of sit down. <laughs> yeah. And the managers, you can't really just like sit down. You can't. But like maybe if they throw back over to first, Randy Rosarino would just kind of lay there. Yeah. For a couple seconds until they threw it back. <laughs> take he would a just, like, Look at him. <laughs> Be like I'm good. Just taking a quick, quick rest. Yeah. What I are the it. What are the other rules that might be coming up here? What are their big big ones? Uh, so they're testing out rules rule changes right now in the Arizona Fall League. 
which is like a, a minor league winter league, basically um, that MLB runs and they're doing robot umpires or they're calling it an electronic strike zone. We'll just call it what it is. Yeah. yeah. Ro- because they don't want people to get their hopes up about the robots. About the robots. Yeah. yeah. They haven't got, they haven't gotten there yet. It's, it's too still, late. It's in the work. My hopes are already up. <laughs> it's in the works. Um, they're doing a, a pitch clock. So like a short pitch clock. So you got to get the ball and get rid of it in like 12 seconds. And what if you don't ball? Whoa. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, same thing with a hitter. Hitter's got to be in the box ready to go. If he's not, strike. Uh, I think that they are potentially doing bigger bases. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I, for like sliding injuries? Yeah, I think for sliding and for, uh, yeah, so you're not running over people's feet and stuff. Remember when Tim Hudson covered oh, first, yeah, got his ankle first smashed? Base. First base Oof. should be bigger. Right? But here's the thing. Remember that Tim Hudson ankle it, break yeah. on first base? Colin's fault. What? Uh, yeah, I mean, like if you want to go down that route. A week before the Rockies traded and got Eric Young Jr. and he is who broke Tim Hudson. That happened, I and I was like, Colin that. did that. If Colin was better at baseball, Tim <laughs> Hudson would still walk. Amazing, yeah. Because I remember Eric Young Jr. on the Mets. Yeah, that's karma for me being so bad that year. I true. didn't realize that that was your fault. Yeah, wow. yeah. Did Sorry, he? He came, he came back, didn't he? Or was that the end of his career? No, no, he came back. He came back. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. He's fine. Yeah. He's yeah. He's good. All right. Any of the other ones in Arizona? Uh, or no? There are. More, I think there are a couple more. Um, I don't remember exactly. What <laughs> are they, they like are. comically big bases? Are they like double beds? Like double beds out there? I think it's they're literally like weird. two inch, like two inches bigger, which is going to seem. We could all use it. <laughs> bases. <laughs> Safer. I uh, love that because I said that, and Andrew's going to have to think for two days on if I should beep it. <laughs> Yeah, I, a lot of times I Aaron's like, what do you think about this line? Should we cut that out? I'm just like, ah, give me another couple hours. <laughs> uh, you got to FaceTime your, your dad and grandfather and be like, is, is this, this a, a sin? Is this a sin to have that said? Uh, it makes it first base, I feel like. should. I mean, a lot of, like I remember growing up, like especially the Little League, and then softball, they do two bases at first base. Right. One for the fielder, one for the runner. Yeah. Which is what I'm saying. Like, just go, let's go full two bases, right? The, the line that you're supposed to run in is already inside right. where, the, where the base is. So like, just put a base where that's supposed to. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a disadvantage. It would just look weird. Uh, the only disadvantage is if it hits it, if it hits the base, it's a fair ball. Yeah. But if it, the base is on the other side of the line and it hits it, like... You would just say this it, one's fair. It would be hard. Foul, yeah, yeah, it'd be a judgment call for the yeah. umpire. Yeah, but with replay, should be all right. Yeah, even I mean, though replay's a mess right now. <laughs> oh, it's replay's perfect. a disaster. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's perfect. Uh, okay, a couple more questions, and we'll get you out of here. Favorite players in baseball right now? And right now, yeah, there's a lot of lot of exciting young players. A lot of exciting oldies that yeah. tag in at first base now and play. That's fun. Nelson Cruz. A lot of oldies. So yeah, who are, who are the couple that, uh, that you love? Honestly, the NL East is packed with really exciting, fun players. I love Bryce Harper. I'm I I know you're All right, a Braves Colin. Fan. Thanks for coming. We'll. Uh, <laughs> he's way less annoying than he was to me yeah. early. We talked about this. I talked about this with Lance McCullers a, a long time ago. But like, he plays the best baseball villain ever, and he like owns it. Mm-hmm. But he's also really good, and he plays really hard, and he plays in a, a big market. I think it does. It's all. It's all there. It's all good things. Um, I I hate it, but I kind of like him now. Yeah. I, I, like the last few years, I've really come around and been like, that guy's pretty cool. Well, it's a win-win because if he does well, you're like, I mean, he's Bryce Harper. Of course, he's supposed to do well. And if he loses, you're like, got him. Got we him. did this. Yeah. We're like Batman right now. Um, I really like Jazz Chisholm, the yes, second baseman. Dude. For I told him, I told him when we played him, I was like. 
you're the best, man. You're <laughs> I, I love the way he plays. He plays hard. He's got What'd so he much say? swagger. Like, oh, thanks. thanks, bro. I, appreciate I don't know who you are, but you're yeah, he the did, best. He didn't too. know who I was, but then he hit a double off me. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, Mike Trout's the Mike Trout. Mike Trout and Shohei Otani being on the Los Angeles Angels. I'm sorry, is a travesty. They need to be playing in like a team that is in the playoffs every year because they are so yeah. so good, both of them. So good. And you also struck them out back-to-back at one point this season, right? I did. That was a big highlight of my career. Yeah, I struck out David Fletcher leading off, who never strikes out. Big feather in my cap. Then Otani, um, which I got lucky. Threw a good slider, got lucky. And then Trout, which also never happens. He's hit a lot of homers off me. So <laughs> Yeah, Astros versus Angels, a lot of games there. He always smiles at me when he comes up to the plate, too. Mike, he's just like got a jolly face, and he's just like smiling. Not in a troll way, just because he's no, happy. No, no, just he's like, hey, man, how are you? And uh, I'm like, I'm trying to get you out, dude. Still, like This is the hardest yeah. part of my week right yeah, now. <laughs> I, can't, I can't look you in the eyes. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I love all those guys. Uh, J- Jake DeGrom is, in my opinion, the best pitcher that he's so good of our generation. Mm-hmm. I hope he gets healthy. Get, get better get better jake yeah he seems awesome he's one that i i can't he's hate hard he's hard to dislike yeah. for sure i fully hate bryce harper he named his dog swag isn't that a such a baller move though for a villain come on that's true it's such a thing that he it's the right decision for him it is because it, I, I know it, it's there's no self-awareness there it wasn't sarcastic he's no. like this is a sick dog name dude dude <laughs> i feel like he might have just been like this is gonna really piss off my enemies if i do this like they have probably that i I mean i do kind of like him for that like atlanta boos him so hard and he just smiles and waves sarcastic waves like i like that it's It's like chipper chipper when he would go to shea stadium it was like the fans loved to hate him and like they gave him one of the biggest standing ovations ever when he played his last game yeah you gotta lean into it i mean boston fans the day after the kiermeyer ground rule double fiasco um, we're chanting ground rule double at him. Yeah. And he just like turned around and clapped at him. Yeah. And everyone's yeah. like, hey, all right, they'll <laughs> like him forever now. KK's the best. Yeah. Oh, love that guy. Um, yeah. My favorite Braves player uh, right now is is Albies. Yeah. Is, is Ozzy. He's, he's like a little. He's, he's so lovable. He so is cool. the most lovable. Yeah. He's overtaking Altuve Al- forever. Yeah, and he's say, yeah. super lovable as well. But also, I mean, Ozzy. And he crushes from both sides of the plate mm-hmm. has so much juice for a little guy he's it's very great. funny there's a clip today with him and ron washington infield coach doing drills and he ozzy missed one and wash is just you know making fun of him and he keeps being like dust got in my eye and he just keeps screaming <laughs> he's like dust got in my eye and everyone's laughing it's funny i love that he calls it dust I know. too it's yeah, not dirt or yeah it's dust it wasn't even from the field it was from like above like yeah. dust got on the field <laughs> What are you going to play next year? Break, break some more new, news. Yeah. Oh, what do you think? You seem to really like the NL East, this it also, seems like. This is also fun because we, we talk all the time yeah, about this. So I'm just <laughs> trying to put you on the spot. I don't know. The Braves have to win. If Braves win the World Series this year, mm-hmm. I will play for them. <laughs> they have to earn All right, Alex. Earn you. Alex Anthopoulos, I hope you heard that. It's kind of true, though. I know I mean, you didn't really care about winning the World Series until now that you've heard Colin lay down this. Ultimatum. ultimatum yeah <laughs> yeah i mean you know you're with the rays who were in the world series last year in the playoffs this year before that the red sox astros who were the two alcs teams I've, you're I've, a winner yeah i've won 100 games well i have not personally but i've been on teams that have won 100 games four years in a row whoa yeah. 
I mean, I didn't play for the Red Sox last year, so I'm not counting it. And it was a shortened season. Yeah. But yeah. Well, Alex Anthopoulos is a giant, no worries if not, head. Yeah. Big fan. So he's probably listening. So Alex, take note. Yeah, he's an accountability partner. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we call our fans. Okay, uh, we got to go watch the Braves beat the Dodgers. Um, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. Um, C McHugh, I think, on Instagram. And I have a TikTok, but it's just for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, you're like a user 978. Exactly. There you go. Don't yeah. follow Colin on TikTok. There's nothing. There's nothing. Right. There's nothing. Just and go we'll- watch his video of him getting barely touched by a <laughs> ball. Getting a little ball kiss on the chin. Um, what, uh, what's the status on the podcast too? Yeah, uh, yeah. I have, I have a podcast. I have not done it in a while, but I plan on doing some more this off season. It's called the Twelve Six Podcast. Yep. I'm gonna. We're gonna make you and Soroka do one together. Oh, that'd be great. That's the goal. Mike, we'd be so we'd be so polite to each other. We <laughs> <laughs> <You> really would. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is your? Do you do email? I do, do I do email? Once you start doing Major League Baseball, do you still do emails? <laughs> I've sent a couple emails. You've got an email my, address? In my day. Yeah. What is your sign-off? What's the uh, line my, before your name? Uh, my sign-off is, please excuse all of the typos or autocorrect blunders. Thank you. There C- you go. C- yeah, C-M. you apologize. That's great. Yeah. That's a very big, like, no worries if not. Line. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. I love it. Big no worries if not head fan. Well, everyone, we apologize for any typos or blunders or um, sexual innuendos you may have heard in this <laughs> podcast. Um, thanks for listening. Have a great evening, morning, daytime, wherever you are. Yep. Go Rays, go Braves. Thank you, Colin. You're welcome, guys. Thanks for having me. No.